It's Thursday. That means crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is what I've been looking forward to for a couple of years now. Q Myers, Alex Clancy. Q Myers, Alex Clancy. A little story before we get into this, because there's a massive matchup here in week two against two 0-1 teams. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals and Locked On uh, Locked On Raiders your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. I met Q years ago here with Locked On NFL. Yep. I go to Radio Row in Atlanta with for the radio show I was on in Phoenix. I set up. I'd never been to the Super Bowl before. I was stoked. I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. So Radio Row, it's not as sexy as people thought it would, but it's awesome. I see, you know, a bunch of big names. And I look over to me, not two tables over. And it's Q Myers. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I know that, dude. We had just become friends. I'm like, wait, first time went up, hugged it out. It's been bromance ever since. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. It was awesome. So we have, yeah, Hell of so we, experience, man. Even though yeah. Atlanta was cold. Atlanta was cold. It was supposed to be hot Atlanta, and it was cold. It was cold Atlanta. Doesn't have yes. the same ring to it. No. Uh, follow him at your boy Q254 on Twitter. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Um, two franchises that have been through tumultuous off-seasons in different, very different ways. There's a yeah. bunch of different storylines we're going to get into. We're going to get into our favorite matchups. And then a final segment, we're going to get into our uh, – our predictions and just an overview of what we talked about as a whole. This episode of Locked On Crossover Thursday is brought to you by Prize Picks today. You know, here's the thing: Prize Picks is killer. It's an app. It's over unders. You can parlay one bet. You can win up to ten times your bet. It's awesome. They're Prize Pick projections. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than the projection, you can win up to ten times. Hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred bucks with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com. Promo code locked on. So I'm going to jump to you first here, Q, because you've been covering the Raiders for a long time. You've been doing locked on Raiders for a long time. The storylines are perpetual with the Raiders organization, whether it be the haircut up top, Mark Davis, uh, you know, John Gruden and Mike Mayock, the what looked to be a genius experiment that failed, Antonio Brown, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many storylines. Now, right. it seems like an adult is, is the head coach now. And it seems like you've got a wide receiver one and his bromance with the quarterback, Derek Carr, from, from Fresno State days. And you've got some adults on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. With all the tumultuous stuff that's gone around that organization, are you looking at this like this is a new Las Vegas Raiders organization? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. That's been one of the fun storylines all offseason and training camp and preseason that it was all about football, right? I mean, that was the conversation we were having. Football, football, football. Derek Carr said, this is the first offseason and training camp that I haven't had to worry about a contract, haven't had to worry about hearing the, that another quarterback's going to come in, I'm about to get traded, this, that, and the other. It's all about football, you know? And of course, knock on wood, the season's a long season. Anything can happen, as we saw in 2021, the roller coaster ride that they had. But yeah, to be able to just talk about football and feel like that the organization has some stability. There's a new president, there's a new GM, there's a new front office, there's a new head coach, there's a new coaching staff, and everyone seems that they're in lockstep with each other, and they all have the same plans and ideologies, right? This is what we're going to do as an organization moving forward. So I do think that it's a it's a great spot that they're in right now. Now, Alex, the most important thing is you got to go out there on the field and win some games, right? And, I mean, the season's young. It's only week two, but they started out 0-1. So, of course, now Raider Nation thinks the sky is falling. So, that's that's that. And I'm sure that Cardinal fans feel the same way. But 
you know, again, it's a marathon, not a, a sprint. So it should be fun to see the rest of the season play out. But just to be able to talk and report and come on, you know, the podcast every day and talk about football and players and what I expect to happen and not talk about Gruden just had to resign and Henry Ruggs just got released and Damon Arnett's a social media thug. And I mean, just, man, it's it's been relieving for me. And I'm not even in the locker room, so I can only imagine how it feels for the guys that are returners. Yeah, for sure. And I, I just do want to clarify, I'm not making light of any of the things that you just mentioned. Sure. They're all very serious things in their own right in very different ways. And yeah, like going into, let me kick this off, going into Sunday in Vegas, the biggest story for me and how it impacts the game is can this offense be the strength of this team? Because I've said pretty much from day one, once, you know, the middle of the 2019 season, I'm like, wait, the offense is supposed to be the strength here. And the defense has been the metronome. It's been the stability of this organization. And I'll tell you what, nothing's been perfect, but the defense with Buda Baker and Chandler Jones, when he was here, you know, Jordan Hicks, Things have changed a lot on the defensive side of the ball. And now Steve Kime had the obvious plan of, we're going to front load the offense. The offense is going to be the strength, which is going to make me look like a genius, which makes the Cliff Kingsbury extension look correct, which makes Kyler Murray look like an elite quarterback. And the defense has kind of been hung out to dry. And what we saw in week one was, when the offense doesn't put up points early and often, the defense can't stop anybody. And that's Patrick Mahomes not comparing him to Derek Carr, even though I've come on your show, your terrestrial radio show, multiple times. Yeah. I believe in Derek Carr a lot more than the masses. Like being a leader from the quarterback position is something that Derek Carr is. And anybody in that locker room would go to war for him. So if the offense doesn't put up points right away, you're looking at Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, like and then an offensive line that, you know, has its has its ups and downs. But Derek Carr is much better than what Andy Dalton kind of reign that he's being put in. So what about yeah. you? Like going coming from Justin Herbert, all-world god that he's seemingly becoming, and almost pulling the game off, even though it looked out of reach at times, what are you right. looking at after seeing the Cardinals get blown out at home against Kansas City in week one? Well, I'm just looking for the Raiders offense to get on track because I do think that the Raiders offense, like you mentioned, could be uh, the leader of the pack, right? I think they could be an elite offense. I I look at the weapons that Derek Carr and this Raiders offense has, and I look around the league and says, I don't think there's another team in the league that is heads and tails way better than the Raiders. I think there's teams that have a lot of talent, the Chiefs, the Bills, you know, multiple teams. Hell, the Cardinals have talent, but I think that the Raiders can punch with anybody. The Chargers, I think they have a puncher's chance with anybody. They just have to have better execution, right? What we saw on Sunday, week one of the regular season, wasn't good execution. Derek Carr uncharacteristically threw three interceptions, right? Uh, Underthrows uh, behind the there was the receiver behind uh, t- tight end Darren Waller in the end zone. Underthrew De- uh, Devontae Adams. I mean, things that he doesn't normally do, he did, and so I think that a lot of that had to do with week one. There was rust. No preseason action. I think that that has something to do with it, even though everyone tells me it doesn't. I'm, that's okay. That's fine. I think that there's something to it. That's a new system. They're trying to learn what, you know, head coach Josh McDaniels wants. So I'm looking for better execution. Hell, Josh Jacobs, he told me in the locker room following the game, I had a walk-in touchdown. I just slipped. You know I mean? It's just if, if I don't slip, that's execution. If I do that, that's a touchdown. I, I walk in the end zone. Instead, the Raiders settle for field goal. So, I mean, there's stuff like that. I just think getting into the rhythm of a season. I don't think any team you see in week one is what you're going to see in week eight or week nine or week 10. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a ramp up period for every team in the league. I think the Raiders will be much better. 
they'll be back at home. I think that's something good to see the, you know, the uh, the season debut of the Legion Stadium, the home debut. I think that'll be some good things. The fans will be pumped up to see Devontae Adams and company. So this offense definitely could be the, the leader of the pack for the Raiders. They just got to get in sync and, and be on the same page. And I think they'll start to do that on Sunday. And I'll tell you what, one player, we're going to get into this next key matchups. One player that scares the hell out of me is Brandon Bolden. It's death taxes and New England running backs in the right scheme being able to produce. Brandon Bolden is 100 years old. Like him and right. Matthew Slater should at least be 200 years old each. And, <laughs> you know, and Brandon Bolden coming over there, that was one of the guys that marked him like, oh, the Cardinals have trouble with running backs like that, catching right. the ball out of the backfield. I mean, Clyde Rizalaire had an all-pro day in week one. We're going to talk about key matchups next here. Q Myers, locked on Raiders. Alex Clancy, locked on Cardinals. At your boy Q254, at Clancy's Corner. For me, uh, free and available on all platforms. Every single damn day, we're in your faces. Coming up next, key matchups that both he and I are going to be looking at as we hope to see our respective team that we cover jump to 1-1 one and one and not fall to the ill-fated 0-2, even in a 17-week slate. Alex Lancy, Q Myers next. Locked on NFL crossover Thursday. First, there is this new sponsor that we have, Turo, Okay. If you don't know what it is, you need to get in the know immediately. I've used Turo. I use it a couple times. Think of it as Airbnb for cars, okay? All over your city, everywhere around where you live or where you're vacationing, there are cars that you can use instead of renting one. It's the world's largest car sharing marketplace. You can book any car you want, wherever you want, from a community of local hosts across the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Ditch boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com, okay? Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms and conditions apply, obviously, but you can book an SUV or minivan for a road trip, a pickup truck, or even test drive an EV. There was a five series I almost dropped 200 bucks on a day because I wanted to be sexy. You know, it, 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 takes, <laughs> it takes some, you know, extra work for me, but Turo's got you covered. Go to Turo.com and ditch boring rental cars forever. Crossover Thursday, Alex Clancy, Q Myers. Dude, this is fun. Like, there's a lot of talent on the Locked On Podcast Network and the NFL sure. channel specifically. For like, sure. And getting to talk to people that we only get to talk to through our Twitter DMs or a crossover once every couple of years, it's a treat sometimes. Well, it's a treat always, but it's nice to be able to do this. And especially with two teams that are on very, very similar yet freakishly different trajectories regarding expectations and like the foundation of stability because you're right you know the Raiders forever I don't know why forever number one top five penalties always yep and there was never really it doesn't matter what regime it doesn't right. matter who the players were that was always a staple of the Oakland Raiders now in Vegas the Cardinals are kind of there too and it's like well it's on the players no that is an infrastructure thing and I think you'd agree with that before we jump to key matchups that's a thing it's a bugaboo where it's like you can win a bunch of games but if you can't do the little things right you're gonna have problems growing you know growing up and yeah. hopefully inevitably winning a Super Bowl absolutely you know it's something it's funny because uh, head coach Josh McDaniels in this new regime that's here in Las Vegas now they are really sticklers on don't beat yourself right and mm -hmm. beating yourself part of beating yourself is having 10 penalties for 120 yards giving up 100 yards worth of uh, penalty yardage you know having uh, plays extended on third and long when you're off the field and all of a sudden you hit the quarterback late stupid stuff shooting yourself in the foot the Raiders have traditionally done that that's been one of my big storylines that the Raiders don't do that now I mean even going back to last week even though they did shoot themselves in the foot a couple times they had three penalties for 11 yards 
right? But there was a couple that were untimely, bad penalties that did exactly what they've done in the past, extend drives that cost them some points. But you can see that they're working on it and trying to clean that up. So, yeah, man, that's something that's been driving me crazy for years, and I'm glad that there's some attention to detail now. That's something that Josh McDaniels is very high on, and I'm excited to see how that translates to wins. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. My One of my key matchups that I'm looking at, it's not necessarily players because you know who Devontae Adams is, you know who Derek Carr right. is, you know what the offensive line looks like, even though they, you know, uh, let Alex Leatherwood go. Uh, you and I can share um, a beverage and talk about the failed draft picks over the last four or five years <laughs> with our respective organizations at a different time. Sure. But sure. it's more Josh McDaniels offensive versus yeah. Vance Joseph. Like, and that's the thing where it's like Vance Joseph – I've said a lot, and um, I'm going to continue to say he's set up to be the scapegoat, the fall guy, if mm -hmm. things don't work in Arizona because he hasn't been given the tools in an effort to build a defense that can complement what's supposed to be a very high-powered offense with the Cardinals. Now, Josh McDaniels is a freakish, insane wizard when it comes to using running backs, using tight ends, and then he's never had a wide receiver one. I, I think – I mean, I don't think he was there when Randy Moss was there, right? I mean, he hasn't had yeah, – no, he, he was there for a quick minute with Randy Moss, yeah. Yep. Okay, so that's one. And now he has Devontae Adams, and it's built in, you know, rapport with his right. college quarterback. I'm I'm so scared that they're going to put up a 40-burger on the Cardinals. <laughs> I am because they've got all the makings of it. It's not like it's, – it's, it's more like – Miami Heat, LeBron, where it's Dwayne Wade, LeBron, and Bosch. They play different positions. So right. you have Darren Waller, and you have Hunter Renfro, and you have Devontae Adams. Defined roles. And all of them can beat you. So that's one main one for me. And the other one is, can the Cardinals just exploit somehow Max Crosby and Chandler Jones? Can they make them look foolish in an effort to put up 25 or 30 points? Because I think they're going to need to do that every game to win games this year. What are a couple yeah. that you're thinking about? No, that's those are good ones right there. I, I like that. And as far as, you know, I'm concerned, uh, how about the Cardinals defensive line and the Raiders offensive line? Because as much as I feel like the offensive line is going to get it figured out, Alex, last week they rotated seven guys, right? right? And, and you know, you've covered football long enough. There's only five guys on the offensive line. You shouldn't <laughs> have to be going into week two rotating seven guys. You should know who your five are. So that concerns me because – you know, that's got to be one cohesive unit. So I know looking at the injury report and look, it's not, you know, complete yet. It's not uh, active, inactive yet. Like we'll be on Sunday morning, about 90 minutes before the game. But I see J.J. Watts injured, you know, not participating really for the Cardinals. The injury report was super long. So, mm -hmm. I mean, how how concerned are you that the the defensive line may not have the dogs to get after the quarterback? Well, I mean, it's, it's going to be repetition of what we saw last week. You know, J.J. Watt hasn't practiced. Um Rashad Lawrence had a very he had an over 90 uh pro football focus grade, played interior, but they didn't get pressure. And the problem is when you don't have veteran depth of consequence already right. outside of JJ Watt, and then there's injury concerns, it doesn't make it look like and, and I said this once and I retracted it immediately because it was very unfair. Like they didn't look like a practice squad defense by any stretch, but it was like the serious things that need to get done, Marcus Golden, Dennis Gardeck is the second pass rusher for the Cardinals. The majority of people in America couldn't pick out Dennis Gardeck out of a lineup. Right. And that's right. where they are. So it's like if J.J. Watts out, he's 33 years old. He's not right. going to be a saving grace. Right. He's going to be accounted for. But what the Cardinals don't have now that they had last year, regardless of Chandler Jones' production, was opposing offenses accounting for him. Mm -hmm. And they don't have to account for any defensive player not named Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. There's nine guys that they can just run roughshod at. So that's more what I'm concerned about. 
and not necessarily the front because everything's an issue. I think yeah. Van Joseph is still going to blitz because that's the best way to shore right. up the, you know, the lesser than uh cornerback room than they have currently. So it's a lot, man. It's a lot. Like the best defense for the Cardinals is going to be keeping Derek Carr on the sidelines with their offense on the field. Right. Well, I mean, if they blitz, the one thing Derek Carr is really good at is getting the ball out of his hands, you know, pretty quickly. Yep. He, he's, he's pretty successful against the blitz. I wanted to ask you about a couple guys, though, guys that I know Raider Nation was high on when they were coming out in, in the draft. And I was high on as well. One, Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson drafted what? Top 10, I believe. He was number eight overall. Yeah, that was a that was a pick that I looked at. I was like, oh, man, that guy, he can do a little bit of everything. I haven't heard a whole lot about what he's able to do. And then Zayvon Collins as well, coming out of Tulsa. He was a guy, hey, man, this is going to be a big-time linebacker. Haven't heard a lot about him either. What's been going on with those two guys in particular? Isaiah Simmons has greatness in him, I believe. I believe mm -hmm. he's being completely misused. They're using okay. him inside linebacker. Like, Isaiah Simmons, and I know that this isn't – I know football, but I don't know, you know, inch to inch. I don't know why they don't just let him say, see quarterback, hit quarterback. Right. He's so fast. He's built in a lab. He's jack of all trades. All that crap that people say. He's 6'3", 240, and he ran a sub 4, 540. If you don't know how to use him, you should be removed from your post, and they still don't know how to use him. He's a cautionary tale. He, he's Hassan Reddick should have been a cautionary tale. Hassan yeah. Reddick was in four different defensive schemes from his last year in college through his third year in the NFL. He was his four, his, his, his fifth year option was not picked up. He had 10 sacks when Chandler Jones went out in 2020. He had yeah. over 10 sacks in Carolina. He was looked at as defensive player of the year candidate for the first half of the season. And now we got cheese in Philly. That's what we're seeing from Isaiah Simmons again. Cause you tell me that he doesn't go to the Raiders. They don't find the right spot for him. Right. 30 right. NFL teams would find the right spot for him. And they're still trying to figure him out. So trying to figure out where to put him. And uh, some of this does have to do with their inability to build out the roster this off season where they have to play him. They have to use the star position for him. They have to have him in coverage when it's not his strong suit. So him, it's just, it's frustrating because you see greatness in him and they're just misusing him. And Zayvon Collins, I don't know. I don't know what Zayvon Collins is. I don't know if they move, move them moving him inside was the right move. I don't know if them drafting him was the right move when they had right. different needs elsewhere. What I do know is he looked lost in the preseason. Mm. Okay. And that's really what, and you know, he played, he played 95% of the snaps watching the tape afterwards. He played a lot better than what it looked like on the field initially, but he needs to take those steps. And it's his second year, man. It takes people time. Devin Bush wasn't Devin Bush until like the, the late end of his first year, early yeah. second year, and then really popped like, it takes a while. Yeah. It takes a while. So, you know, we're going to give our, our, our predictions next. I do want to carry this over a little bit. I want to ask Q. I don't want Ross Jackson to get pissed off at me. So we're going to break here. But <laughs> I, I want to ask I want to ask uh, Q about the secondary um, with the Raiders. Now we're going to pivot to our predictions and really yeah. just wrap this whole baby up because this has been more of the fun ones. Alex Clancy, Q Myers, Locked on Cardinals, Locked on Raiders, crossover Thursday. We'll talk about that more next. Bet online. This is the stat that I'm going to give for the Cardinals fans out there. I talked about this yesterday. Cliff Kingsbury is now third on Bet Online's odds list to be the first head coach fired in 2022. Mm -hmm. Mike McCarthy, four to one. Matt Rule, I think, 15 to four. And then Cliff Kingsbury's five to one. If you want to find things like this, futures, division winners, you know, game spreads, everything, betonline.net's got you covered. Okay. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including, you know, podcasts for every week. They got stuff rolling. It's it's your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Go to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts.
He is your boy Q from Locked on Raiders. I am Alex Clancy from Locked on Cardinals. Follow him on Twitter at yourboyq254. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. You could check me out on YouTube. Like, subscribe, turn the notifications on for whenever you want to see my ugly mug talking Cardinals. And free and available wherever you get your platform, wherever you get your podcast. I'm on Locked on NFL Thursdays. He's locked on NFL Fridays. We're everywhere. Yes. We're everywhere. You ain't getting rid of us. Uh, Raiders, Cardinals, I do want to ask you before we give our, our scores, our score predictions. Um, the Raiders defense held Justin Herbert to what was it? 24 is under 25 points, right? Yeah, it was, uh, what was it? 24, 24, 19, right. Yep. And the Cardinals gave up a 44 burger to Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes didn't play a, a good portion of the fourth quarter. What? are the strengths of the secondary of the Raiders and what can Kyler Murray see potentially as a scheme to defend against them? Well, I'll tell you the strengths don't throw the ball towards number 39. I think that's the biggest caution right there is like, Hey, if you see 39 lurking, stay away. Nate Hobbs is, is a star on the rise, right? I mean, he was a fifth round pick a year ago, played all in the slot the whole year, but now they've, they've allowed him to play on the football field. And what I mean by that is all over. He could be on the outside. He could be in the slot. He could play safety. He, he is that guy, right? He's that dude. And he has an opportunity to really shine. So Nate Hobbs is going to be special. That's a guy that you got to watch out for. Now I'll say this about the rest of the secondary. The other, the other side across from Nate Hobbs is unproven. Right, Rocky Sin, they picked him up from the cart of the Colts. They traded, uh, and and he's in the last year of his deal. So he's proven that he could be that guy. He had a lot of hype coming out of Temple, but you know, he has to prove that he could be that dude. So uh he's he's a question mark. Uh Trayvon Merrick right now is uh dealing with the hip injury on the back end. So that that second year safety out of TCU, he's dealing with the hip injury. He didn't participate in practice on Wednesday. I don't know if he's gonna go on uh, on Sunday. If he doesn't, expect to see a lot of Jerron Harmon, expect to see a lot of uh Jonathan Abram. You know, and maybe a Roderick Teamer, but the one thing about Jerron Harmon, I'll say this: I think it's a big drop off if Merrick doesn't play. But Jerron Harmon is a guy that's going to make plays. He's a guy that they called him the closer in New England for a reason because he found ways to come up with the ball. Right, just at the end of the game, he did that. And what I saw from him at training camp, he told a lot of guys where to be. He lined them up and said, "Hey, you on this play, I I, I recognize this from film study. You be in this area. The ball's going to come over here. If I don't intercept it, I'm going to tip it. If I tip it." You got an opportunity to make a play. We saw that happen, and I've asked him about it. He said, that's all film study, Q. It's all film study. Like, if you see the formation, there's only a certain amount of things they can do out of it, and I know where to line up. So he's just – he's a student of the game, and I know that sounds cliche-ish, but that's just who he is. So uh, that's something to get excited about. But, you know, they play a lot of the the press man coverage, you know. So if these guys can get a step on on whoever is playing in the corner position, they might be able to, uh, you know, get open. Uh, the pass rush, they go hand in hand, right? So, I mean, if Crosby and Chandler Jones are, are having ways to get, get home, then, you know, it's going to be a tough day at the office. But if they're struggling to get home, if the offensive line is slowing them down and Kyler Murray is able to run around the yard, similar to what Justin Herbert did, he, he ran around and kept plays alive and was able to make some big plays. That's really where things, you know, start to break down for the Raiders secondary. If guys are are allowed to to run free after Kyler Murray breaks the, you know, original contain, then that could be a problem for the secondary. But I really feel pretty comfortable about the where the defense is at. They only allowed seven points in the second half against the Chargers last week. So I think that they're headed in the right direction. And you were about Q254. Q, oh, man, I don't want to <laughs> do this. I don't want to do the score predictions now. I know, like, I hate score predictions. I hate them. I picked 27-20 Raiders last week, and they ended up losing 24-19. So there's that. Well, I picked the Cardinals to win. So I, I, well, I feel like you're – feel like Ryan Tra- – I mean, uh, Chris Clark looked at me like I was high. 
You know, like, it's like, what, what are we doing here? Like, are we, right. so, so let's do this. I'll go first. Um, okay. I think I, I didn't see enough last week to say that the Cardinals could win this game. I do think they're going to put up more points because that was an embarrassing performance. When, when, when the game needed points from the Cardinals, the two garbage time touchdowns, one to Hollywood Brown and one to Zach Ertz, um, I'm kind of taken off the board. I do think the Raiders are going to win until the defense can stop somebody. I'm going to still put up big numbers. I think the Raiders are going to win 30-24. Wow, okay. All right, 30-24 for the silver and black. I was actually going to go 34-21 Raiders. You know, they put up 19 points uh, a week ago. That wasn't enough. That was three turnovers by Derek Carr. Missed the guy uh, in the end zone and Darren Waller. Josh Jacobs fell down. I mean, there's, you know, so many different things that happen. I just feel like this offense is going to be clicking on all cylinders this week as as opposed to what they did in week one. So I think they're going to be a lot better. I think this, uh, this offense has an opportunity to put up a lot of points. 34 might be, you know, a little high, but with the fact that the Cardinals defense isn't very good, if they plan on blitzing a lot, I feel like they're going to get burned a lot, right? Renfro, Waller, Adams, pick your poison. I feel like that that's a recipe for disaster if Vance Joseph continues to, to blitz. And I know he blitzes at a high rate. I know he does. So, I mean, Tigers usually don't change their stripes, right? So <laughs> if he's going to do that, I feel like it's, it could be a long day at the office for the Cardinals in that defense. And what, I mean, just a terrible, just compounding of issue for the Cardinals with Josh McDaniels and the guy that gets the ball out the fastest in the history of the NFL and Tom Brady now coming in and, and doing that even more for Derek Carr, even though he does it already. Like they're a match made in like underdog heaven, right? <laughs> you know, where it's like, they're never going to get their dues. Josh McDaniels does kind of, but it's always Belichick. And then, you know, Derek Carr's never going to get it until they make a deep play. Man, if they didn't, he did what he break his break it broke his leg, broke his ankle yeah, when they were 12 and four. 16. Yep. Yep. Oh my god, they were the best team. They were the best team in football. Okay. Um, so let's let's recap here for the last couple minutes. Let me ask you I, this. Before yeah, we recap, yeah. let me ask you this because you sent me a text immediately when Trayvon Mullen was traded to the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You said, what's the deal with Trayvon Mullen? I said availability. Well, he hasn't played yet and he's been limited in practice so far. So what has been your early reviews on Trayvon Mullen? I'm going to text you in a couple of days, ask you for an update. I don't know. I mean, there's nothing like, like he was, he was shadowing Byron Murphy today at, at practice. I don't yeah. think he's put any sort of run in like this is unfortunately, this is um, kind of to a T this is on par with Steve Kime, you know, making trades late in, in late in camp, late in the off season. Usually guys aren't completely healthy that are being offered up. Right. by the teams that are trained for. And then Rodney Hudson was in the middle of the year. That was one of Steve Kimes' better moves. Um, but I'd like to see him play. I, hopefully when he gets on the field, he's automatically going to be the second best corner the Cardinals have. Right. I've seen enough from him. You've seen enough from him to say, you know what, when the dude's on the field, he can, he play. can definitely add. Yeah, he can yeah. play. And that's mm-hmm. something that I think that even if he was injured now, it's going to benefit them in the long run. So I completely understand why he did it. They didn't have to give up a whole lot. But, I mean, TBD. Right, you know? right. I mean, I there's there's nothing that I can because I mean we, we haven't seen a snap. Well, he is going into the final year of his deal, or he's in the final yeah. year of his deal. So oh. I mean, he's you know he's got a lot to prove. So sometimes that motivates players. But I'll tell you straight up, and I know this for a fact. The Raider Nation hates when I say it. He was going on IR for the Raiders. The Raiders were IR in him. Like I was in the oh. building in the facility when the the cut list came out, and it was like Trayvon Mullen IR, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, hold on, the Cardinals are are going to make a trade for him. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to do this with me while people are watching? Hey man, I'm just, I just, I try to keep it real. I try to keep it real with Raider Nation, and they get angry at me, and they're like, "No, they, 
they need depth. And I was like, he was going on IR. He wasn't going to play anyway. So there's that. <laughs> Alex Lanty locked on Cardinals. On that rosy-ass note, uh, <laughs> Q, your boy Q at your boy Q254 on Twitter. Locked on Raiders. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can hear him everywhere. ESPN, he's got four shows that he – he's got four stations that he program directs, program manages. Uh, he's got his own show Monday through Friday. Hardest working man in show business, dude. This has been really fun. And hopefully, yeah. um, you know, I don't know. We'll meet in the Super Bowl in 10 years from now or something. Are you coming to Vegas? I mean, the game's on Sunday. Are you making the trip? No, man. I got ah. I got I, my main – like, I got three jobs also, okay? And All one right. of which is kind of anchoring me to where I'm at now. Okay. I would love to. Thank All you right. for putting me on blast. I do appreciate that. I'd <laughs> hug you if I could. Alex Lanty locked on Cardinals. Your boy Q locked on Raiders. This has been a crossover Thursday on the Locked On NFL version of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you. Check out Peacock and Williamson next. Second listen, Monday through Friday, Brian Peacock, Locked On 49ers. He's got terrible 49ers takes, but he's good with he's good with Peacock and Williamson. Matt Williams has been around the game for two decades. They yep. talk about the hottest stories Monday through Friday. Again, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Check him out. Locked On Raiders tomorrow and then through the, through the weekend, Locked On Cardinals for me. Alex Lancey, your boy Q. We'll talk to you guys on a respect the podcast tomorrow.